Hello, sweet ones, and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and I have created this space to nourish you with guided meditations, to support your healing journey with Reiki practices, and to inspire, lead, and teach developing healers and intuitives. I invite you now to breathe deeply, to open your mind, to expand your heart space, and to call your soul to rise to the surface as you settle in to receive these offerings. Let's get started. Hello, hello, sweet ones, and welcome back to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and I am stoked to bring you the third episode in this mini-series, Into the Chrysalis. In episode one, we talked about uncovering your true power and being proactive. So really stepping into that role of taking responsibility for your life, your happiness, your fulfillment. And then in class two, we started to look at this concept of what in Sanskrit is called Dharma or this idea of a soul purpose. So living on purpose, living with purpose and showing up with your unique gifts to serve the world in a way that only you can. And we start in this place to really set a foundation of inspiration to really trigger something inside you that pulls you towards a vision of your future. So you're not looking from the inside out thinking, oh, what do I need to complete me? We're actually starting from a place of looking inwards, of saying, who am I really and what do I have to offer? What is my role? How can I help bring more peace and joy and love and meaning into this world instead of living in a reactive state of absorbing the world's chaos into myself? Today, I want to talk a little bit about the biology of habit and transformation and this process of like, how do we, when we decide that we want to change something, how do we actually transform? How does that look? Joe Spenza says that we are neurologically wired to think in ways that are easy, habitual, and automatic. The more we think a certain way, the more likely we are to continue that same way. As we remind ourselves of what we already know, it becomes easier to think that way. And it becomes challenging to think in a new way to perceive life in a new way. Stephen Covey says, we see the world not as it is, but as we are, or as we are conditioned to see it. Our habitual patterns of thinking literally become etched into the brain. So the way I like to imagine this is, imagine that you're looking out at a field of tall grass and Initially, you have to choose your path and you walk one certain path and that grass gets tromped down a little bit. Now, if you every day walk the same path, the same path, the same path, eventually that path is going to be worn right down to the dirt. And over time, the more you walk that path, the easier it becomes to walk that path because to choose another path means that you have to trailblaze again that you have to break trail. So it becomes easier to just move down the line that's already cleared. And the same is true in our brain. 
the way that our neurons work and the way that they are wired together based on habitual thinking makes it easier for our brains, our thoughts to keep traveling down the same well-worn paths. Another thing that can really etch into the brain is when we have a really profound experience. And so typically this is talked about under the lens of trauma. So if there is an event that happens that has really, really, really heightened emotion, that can like imprint in our brain very, very quickly. And then it becomes hard to think outside of that experience. It sort of colors all of our perception. This matters because the emotions that you feel are the end result of the thoughts that you are thinking. So emotions in our body are experienced as a chemical response to a thought or to a perception. So it's not necessarily a response to what is actually happening externally. It is our internal judgment and assessment and evaluation of the information that's coming in and it produces a chemical of emotion. So why does this matter? Well, the emotions that you make habitual will determine the quality of your life. Your experience of your life is whatever emotions primarily dominate your life. So if the primary emotions of your life are anger and frustration, then your life is frustrating and angry. Uh, It doesn't matter how much money you have, how much love you have in your life, how cute your dog is. None of that really matters if the primary emotions of your life are frustration and anger. If you want to start feeling love, if you want to start feeling freedom, if you want to start feeling all these different ways, it's not so much about changing everything external to you. That's usually the approach we try and You're welcome to try it, but over and over again, you'll find yourself recreating the same emotions, the same chemical cocktails of feeling if you don't start to address the inner work, your perceptions. So how do we do this? The way that Joe Dispenza suggests doing this is he does it primarily through meditation and through self-reflection. So he does encourage you to get a vision of your future, of your future self. What do you want to create? What do you want to call in? What emotions do you want? What does that look like? And what is key here is that your vision of the future invokes the emotion that you want to cultivate. So when you hear people talking about affirmations and things like that, if it is not getting below the cerebral cortex, if it is not actually sinking in to your body and creating a different feeling in your body, it's not effective. You can't actually, it's not actually just a matter of repeating words uh, enough times to make it happen. It's a matter of using your words, using your imagination, using your vision to actually alchemize your inner world and create the inner experience, the emotion that you want. When we do it that way, we are defining ourselves by a vision of the future instead of defining ourselves by the stories of the past. And you might think, well, that's, I can't, you know, I can't step into abundance when there's zero dollars in my bank account. Or, 
you know, I can't allow myself to believe something that isn't real. But the hilarious thing about that is we do that all the time. We catastrophize things. We play out like worst case scenarios and we let that sink into our bones and into our gut and to really feel it. So this is asking you to consciously move into the state of your vision. And you can't say that you don't do that because you do do that. Just usually you do it unconsciously in a negative way. So creating this positive transformation is not unconscious work. This is going to be conscious work. You are going to have to choose it and actively create this inner state every single day. And so this is where the Joe Dispenza inspired meditations come from, because the process is to actually bring your awareness back into your body, back into this time, this space, this moment, and then through a process of guiding your attention and awareness inwards, eventually we start to shift the state of the brainwaves. And we start to become more receptive, more expansive, and more able to allow for more possibility. So the meditation starts to bring you into a state physiologically. So it's taking you out of that fight or flight mode, out of that stress response in the body. So the body comes into a state of rest and renewal and possibility. And then the mind shifts. So we move from this beta brainwave, which is like, just imagine an electrical storm in the mind, just ideas bouncing around the buzzing inside your head. And we start to calm that. We start to come into alpha waves or maybe even into theta waves. And we start to move into the state where our minds are more receptive to reprogramming and they're more able to actually perceive what is true, what is real, what is beyond your habitual chatter and conditioning. And what can sometimes happen in these meditations is that you have a moment where you pierce the veil between the mundane and the divine. It's always there. We just don't always perceive it. So maybe you have this moment this transcendental moment where you perceive the fullness of life and in an instant, you are changed. So this is like the reverse of trauma. This is you having an experience that is so powerful, so profound, so uplifting that your brain in a moment is changed. You are changed. The formula for change that Joe Dispenza offers is that we want to move from thinking to doing to being. So initially, when we are moving towards change, the first step is just to start changing our thinking, to actively start dreaming and planning. And this starts to reinforce the neural nets in your brain that are associated with your vision. So you're starting to prime your brain for a future experience. And then as you start to gain some clarity or some idea of a vision, you want to start moving into the phase of doing. And this is where action is imperative. So to change your brain, to change your experience, it does require new choices and new experiences. You can't actually 
just stay in that thinking and dreaming realm forever, you eventually have to do something unusual. Even if it's just like brushing your teeth with the opposite hand, like maybe you start with that. And then maybe you say yes to something that you normally would say no to. So as you start to take action, you want to keep reflecting on steps that might take you towards your vision and then start taking them step by step by step, no matter how small, just keep doing something new. And then the last step of the formula is to move into a state of being. Now, this is not necessarily something you can do. (laughs) It's something that comes over time with dedicated practice and commitment to action. You start to lay the foundation of your vision in the physical structures of your brain and your body. You literally wire yourself for the future. And you start to find that these new ways of thinking and behaving that were initially awkward and cumbersome, they become more easy. They become natural. They become effortless over time. So thinking to doing to being. Initially, the thinking phase, it is going to feel awkward. It is going to feel a little bit like you're lying to yourself. You're going to feel like, okay, I have this big dream, but here's my reality. Keep going. (laughs) The initial stages are the hardest. It's like overcoming that inertia is really challenging. And then as you start to craft this vision, as you start to get some ideas, you're going to move into action. You're going to do the thing, no matter how small. And then the next day, maybe you're going to say yes to something else. And then as you keep showing up, reflecting, taking action, eventually who you are and how you respond to your life is going to shift and you will be in a state of being. So there are pieces that you can do just normally in your everyday life and then strongly, strongly encourage you want to be doing a Joe Dispenza style meditation every day. So every day you are consciously choosing to bring your body and mind into a state of deep relaxation where it is receptive to new programming and you want to bring your vision alive you want to be defined by a vision of the future and that means when i say you want to be defined by a vision of the future it means that you are starting to become that person today see when we are defined by our past we are showing up as the person who's been through all the stories of the past I'm this way because this is what happened in kindergarten and then this happened here and so that's why I am the way I am. But what if you showed up and you're like, I'm showing up this way because I'm moving towards this, because I'm becoming the person who attracts this wealth, who attracts this type of partner, who attracts this kind of career. I am showing up because that is what I am stepping into. So you start to imagine the person who exists in this future vision, and you start becoming that person, defining yourself as that person now, because you know where you're headed. So I'm going to leave it at that. Obviously, there's so much more to talk about, to jump into, lots of reflective exercises. If you want the whole Into the Chrysalis uh, program, It is available for just $99 until June 1st, and it's got the workbook with all the reflective activities in it, or you can just take what I've given you, grab some Joe Dispenza books, take advantage of the meditations on my podcast, and 
just start creating and have fun with it. Because as you start to do it, you start to see these amazing synchronicities in your life. So I hope that this sparks something inside you. I hope that you can use it to elevate your energy, your life, your emotions, and live in a way that feels like a big yes in your body. Sending you so much love, sweet one. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this free Into the Chrysalis mini-series. I hope it will open your mind and heart to new possibilities and to a deeper understanding of who you are and the power that resides inside you. For some of you, this mini-series will be enough to get you started. You can take this info, do some self-reflection, read some of Joe Dispenza's books, and take advantage of the free Joe Dispenza-inspired meditations that are here on my podcast. This might be enough for you. If you are wanting more support, if you are wanting to move through this process of transformation with more ease, insight, information, and support, then the self-paced Into the Chrysalis online course might be ideal for you. And to make this a little easier, I am offering a reduced price of just 99 Canadian dollars. Uh, That is $200 saving off the regular price. To take advantage of this, you can visit the link in the show notes and type in soul medicine, that's one word, as the coupon code at at the checkout to take $200 off the price. And this offer will be valid until June 1st, 2023. As always, I love, love, love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Liz Nerland. Uh, Find me on there and send a message. Let's keep this conversation going and connect more deeply. Sending you so much love and look forward to hearing from you. Take care.